Do you want control over your time and financial future? Are you building wealth for retirement and a legacy for your family? Of course you are, or you wouldn't be here listening to Breakaway Wealth. My name is Kim Daly, and I'm a top-performing franchise consultant. For a limited time, I am making my brand new Creating Wealth Through Franchise Ownership webinar available to you for free. Most people don't consider franchising as a wealth-building vehicle, but if you give me 30 minutes, I will show you how you can mitigate the risks of starting a business, leveraging proven tools as the CEO who works on rather than in the business to build and scale wealth quickly. Register for my free webinar right now at thedailycoach.com. That's the D-A-L-Y coach.com. See you there. You're listening to Breakaway Wealth, the show designed to help you build wealth faster, think bigger, and break out of the herd. Now, here's your host, Jim Oliver. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver. And with me today, I have Carl Krauskopf. Is that right? There you go. Yeah, you got 90, 95% there, Carl Krauskopf. Krauskopf. You know what I, and you know what, Carl? I I was sharing with Carl audience that I was at the airport at 4 a.m. this morning to send my granddaughter to Washington, D.C. And I always say, even if it's Jane Brown, I say, hey, Carl, tell me, say your name for me. And I didn't do that because I'm just a little bit off. But Carl, thank you for getting me from 95% of the way to 100% of the way, which is a great segue, Carl, into Tell everybody about yourself and what you're doing, a little bit about your background. Sure. So Carl Krauskopf, I live in uh, Seattle, Washington, and uh, right now I am hyper-focused on the multifamily sector in uh, uh, both Puget Sound here as well as expanding down into the North Carolina markets, Greensboro, Burlington, and uh, uh, Raleigh and Charlotte, but still uh, opportunistically uh, buying and focused in the Puget Sound, Seattle region as well where there's not a ton of competition. Why? Because, you know, the whole landlord tenant law, um, there are a ton of restrictions, turns off a lot of people. It is more difficult to operate, more difficult to manage. But for the folks that can actually uh, execute well, it's incredibly successful because we're not overpaying and there's very little competition, which is great. Um, Also, our tenant grade, uh, uh, who we're actually renting to is some of the best in the country. My average te- credit score on my tenants my and my personal portfolio ranges from 715 to 735, whereas the market itself is 706. 706 is the average credit score, while uh, the uh, average rent to, to uh, rather income to rent ratio is 5.1. So we've got some incredibly high paying, high credit score tenants. So yeah, I don't really need the eviction uh, uh, restrict. Uh, the eviction restrictions don't really matter to me because, well, my tenants pay, and uh, they don't want to get that ding on their credit score. So they keep uh, they keep paying on time and uh, in place. And uh, other than that, uh, development. I also love the development space. You know, again, here in Seattle, uh, affordability as well as many other places in the country continues to be an issue. Supply is an issue. We've got two bodies of water on both sides of us, plus a mountain range. 
So we've got a lot of geographical, uh, um, or rather topographical challenges or restrictions around building and the amount of density that we can actually put in place. So uh, supply continues to be an issue, which you know we, we certainly do take advantage of building uh, detached ADUs. So that's becoming more and more prevalent across the country right now, where you can build these thousand square foot, back, essentially backyard cottages. And uh, what's, what's really unique about the Seattle market is you can actually build those and separately parcel them off. So even though they're on your primary residence or on a single family, uh, single family zone property in Seattle, you can build these thousand square foot detached ADUs and then uh, convert the property into a condominium and then sell off or finance separately uh, the two properties. And uh, it is, you know, it, it's huge play in terms of the detached ADU because our build cost our all-in cost, I should say, is about three fifty, maybe four hundred thousand on a difficult lot. But our resale values are going to be six fifty at the bare minimum, uh, seven fifty, eight hundred thousand. I've seen these things go for nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and you're still building them at about four hundred thousand. Wow! So massive, yeah, massive, massive margins on some of these projects. And how but, long does it take you to build one? Uh, right now, I've got one going up in my. Uh, primary resident backyard. We started in early April and we should be expected to be done by uh, mid to late July. So let's say four months, four or five months max. That is fast. That's cool. (laughs) Um, You said a lot in there. You know, one of the things I really like that you said is you didn't think about all the reasons that you don't want to do business in your area. You said it's kind of that acres of diamonds mentality is, hey, I love it because there's not a lot of competition because people think, oh, it's too difficult, so I won't do it. I mean, that's ideal. And I love the fact that, you know, what you have to do to go against the grain is you have to have confidence. Yep. Well, if you have confidence in what you're doing, then then you don't care if everybody else is going the other direction because you have confidence you're going in the right direction. And one of the things that I noticed on your website was your kind of your pillars, and I don't remember if they were pillars, but just kind of your philosophy on investing. And I thought that that was, it was cool and unique. And, and there was a couple of words that you started with that, that uh, I, I thought that's interesting that, that that's the words that you're leading with. You want to share that with the audience? Sure. So, uh, you know, I think impact investing, I'm not sure if that's, that's what you're uh, yeah. uh, referring to, but impact investing is how are we investing in our communities to uh, improve not only uh, the tenants' lives, the service providers, i.e. contractors, property managers, things of that nature, as well as obviously the, the investors, the ones that are putting in the capital um, to make these projects happen is how are we able to provide um, good quality, affordable housing uh, to uh, a market that truly that that really needs it. Right, we're not going out right now. I'm, I'm not going out and doing a LIHTC or low income housing. Uh, you know, we're still doing market rate rents, market rate properties. But you know, my philosophy is going and finding these particular multifamily projects or DADU developments where we can build or buy and renovate at such an incredibly low cost basis that in order to make the business plan work, we don't need uh, 
extravagant dollars. We don't need extravagant rent in order to make the business plan, uh, in order to execute on the business plan. So that that gives us a, a triple win situation of uh, the tenants are winning in that they can still rent good quality housing uh, at what we try to aim at 10 to 12% below uh, market rate rent. Service providers, obviously, we're still coming in. We're still bringing in, you know, third-party property managers. We're still, you know, we're we're not managed. We're not vertically integrated at this point yet. So we're still out there utilizing uh, third-party services. So we're still employing those folks. And then, obviously, from the investor's perspective, we're still able to buy and exit a property uh, with the intent of getting to that proverbial two x equity multiple in that sub five year time frame. No, that's very cool. You know, it's funny. I like what you said also in uh, when you describe your investment strategy and your company strategy is obsession. You know, and you talk about loving what you do. So tell me, where did that come from? Tell me like, you know, how did you start off your career and and where did this obsession with real estate come from? Because- You have this, uh, and I don't really know where it's at, and I don't know how to ask the right question, Carl, but like there's there's this uh, kind of moral, I don't want to say moral obligation, but this you want it to be a good deal. You want it to be a win-win. You want, you know, you're looking for it to be, hey, if I can get these at really good deals and I can still keep the rent under market. And, and I think that that's a, that's a unique approach that I don't hear every day. So I want to, I want to hear where that came from. And touch more on that philosophy. Sure. Unpacking the questions, you know, I started off, I spent 10 years in a corporate strategy and business development for a healthcare company prior to uh, joining or prior to starting my company full time two years ago. So spent 10 years in corporate strategy, business development, and uh, my, uh, my focus, my goal, my responsibility was to uh, aid in the growth of a services company uh, from uh, you know, took them from 100, or excuse me, about 80 million dollars to 150 million dollars in uh, uh, in top line revenue over the course of about three to five years on the tail end. And uh, you know, my uh, again, where all of this obsession, where all of this this growth came from, was really truly being in a position in the healthcare space in wanting to make customers or rather consumers' lives be able to afford. Uh, services that they may not have necessarily been able to afford, you know, whether it's through uh, unique service offerings that we helped provider groups kind of create and instill and go out to the marketplace and offer while also being able to take a product back over to the payer, the insurance company, and be able to be uh, reimbursed or paid for in such a way that, again, the provider group was profitable. So it this this mentality of the last you know five years the last five years of that tenure tenure at the company was all about how do we make how do we make it again a triple win situation of the consumers are able to buy or pay for services or receive services that they may not have necessarily been able to receive because of their income levels be able to create a program uh, for the uh, physician group or the provider group, whether it's a, again, physician group or hospitals, be able to offer a plan, uh, a program uh, to the consumer base. So that way uh, they could build up their referral network and they could still be paid, um, 
paid well by the insurance company to create these programs and manage the members, manage the consumers. And then obviously at the top line, the insurance companies, we all know that they are the ones making the cash hand over fist. So, you know, it was again, kind of cre- creating that triple win situation, taking that into, uh, you know, there, there was a, a great deal of, of time on the front end of my investing career where I was just flipping and developing. But, you know, I took that package, that program that I was doing with, with healthcare and that fits really, really well into the multifamily space. Yeah, no, that's very cool. I mean, um, kind of, I think you have a special skill in disarming, you know, situations by, by balance. Um, I don't know if that's the right way to say it. Like, I feel like you have the skill of being able to balance, like, Hey, I know here's what you want. Um, and this is what you wouldn't accept, but like, let's, let's put you in the middle this one in the middle, this in the middle, everybody kind of is in the middle of where they would want to be, where they, and where they would hate to be. And let's make this thing work. And it's kind of, I like that strategy because there's an old book. It was, it's called strategy of the dolphin, right? And it talks about being a corporate structure and you can be the shark. And yeah, sometimes the shark gets to the top, right? Because the shark, and they say sharks only look up, right? So, uh, but the dolphin, if you can do it like the dolphin, when you get there, nobody hates you, you know? And, yep. uh, and, and, and so, I mean, there's more to that book than that, but that's one of the messages that I took from it is, is you want to make it to where, you know, you don't, you don't have to make enemies uh, on your way to the top, right. is what I'm trying to say. And, and you don't want to feel like, oh, hey, I bought this property that was worth 2 million for a million and the lady didn't know what she was doing. I mean, like, you know, it doesn't have to be like that, you know, that that it doesn't have to be predatory and it can be a win-win for everybody. And I think that takes a special skill to kind of balance that. And if I were sitting there looking at investing my money, I like the fact because those deals are going to be solid, right? You're never going to have a really bad deal typically because, you know, you're really balancing it out and making it work. The other thing that I think happens is you get more sellers that are willing to uh, uh, get creative because, again, they you know, you're, you build that trust. So uh, I love some of the, the the projects that you were talking about and some of the ways that you've structured it. You know, North Carolina. That's it's funny because you know that's such a I mean it's so far from where you live, right? Um, how did you choose North Carolina? A couple of reasons. When I was back in my corporate job in the healthcare space, a lot of our technology partners, technology offerings were based out of Raleigh. Uh, my brother at the time lived in Raleigh. So uh, my wife and I uh, traveled to Raleigh and I traveled there for work frequently. So it was, I had a baseline of familiarity with it, but you know, never really... Uh, truly considered it as an investment standpoint until recently. And, uh, you know, from a uh, expansion standpoint, you know, they've got some, some of the necessary fundamentals in place from a, a population growth. Charlotte has been absolutely on a tear from a population growth standpoint. Um, their cost to entry is relatively low, right? We're still talking uh, in like the Burlington Greensboro market where you're buying anywhere from mid 80,000, so let's call it $85,000 up to $150,000 for some solid 
class B, uh, even class A properties in, uh, again, Greensboro, Burlington, where your rent is, you know, your rent is solid. Your rent is going to be at about that 1%, 1% of the purchase price on a per door basis. And, you know, it's great. It's got some of the, the asset-based fundamentals that make it a strong investment. And then it's got the strong market fundamentals that, again, make it a, long, a good long-term place to be in. I like that too. Um, and I like North Carolina. I've done a few years ago, we did a bunch of stuff in Tennessee and I think Tennessee yep. is a good, still a great market. A lot of people from California moving to Tennessee, but, um, you know, one thing, this is totally off, it's not off subject, but talk about markets and knowing your market, Southwest Florida is growing really big, right? That's yep. where I live. And eight months ago, we had a, uh, a hurricane and wiped out Fort Myers Beach and our house was damaged. In fact, uh, you can't hear it because I have a good microphone, but I got people going in and out my door, you know, finishing up the house. And, the, you know, we got some tile, we got some garage floor stuff we got and it's getting close. But um, here, the one big fear and rents are going up. That's not an issue, but insurance. You know, getting that curveball of insurance yep. and looking when you look at the market, you know, yeah, uh, I think sometimes the coastal communities, they're really kind of, you know, if I show somebody a house and I say, hey, that rents for uh, 25 grand uh, a week, well, you can get really excited about 25 grand a week. But hey, by the way, you got to self-insure because you're not getting insurance on that yep. house. Oh, wait a minute. Time out. You know, I got to put my whole life savings up for something like that or a part of my life savings and it could be blown away next hurricane season and I don't have insurance. Or if I do have insurance, it's so expensive that that grand doesn't look as good as it did, right? Yep. So talk about how you do research in the markets and how you know your market. You do consider, you know, like just kind of your due diligence. Where did, where did your process come from? Sure. So I guess one thing that I want to make mention before jumping into that is, uh, you know, Seattle in the Washington state market from a natural disaster standpoint is relatively insulated, right? We, and that's one of the reasons our expense to gross income ratio is so low on the multifamily side, right? You know, feasibly on a class C class B property, you know, you can get in uh, and get away, get away with anywhere from 35 to 45% of your expense to gross income ratio. Whereas you look at, you know, some of the other Sunbelt states, Phoenix, or not Phoenix, but, um, you know, parts of, uh, parts of Arizona, Texas, Florida, you know, your, your operating, operating costs are going to be quite a bit higher. And one of the, the two big generators of that drivers of that are taxes and insurance. Um, as you were alluding to there, one other reason why uh, I really like the North Carolina market is there are also, uh, relatively insulated from those natural disasters that typically drive up insurance rates. And, you know, from that perspective, again, North Carolina is a little bit more expensive from a, a expense to gross income ratio, but uh, than Washington, but it's still, you know, far more favorable than uh, some of the other Sunbelt states um, from a due diligence standpoint, right? Checking in markets, um, right? Wanting to make sure that our, population growth exceeds any of the, you know, the national average from a uh, actual city city basis, right? If I'm 
investing in the major major city, Greensboro, for instance, or um, Seattle, for instance, you know, it's it's pretty easy to you know designate which parts of the city make sense. And I, what I look for is you know go on to whether it's niche.com or some of the other city data, um, where you can get neighborhood specific analytics and understand population growth by neighborhood, uh, crime rates by neighborhood, and uh, type of job, type of employment by neighborhood is the ideal situation. So that way, you know uh, what type of sector the uh, employment is based off of, mm-hmm. right? Think you want you know high diversity, right? You don't want to just be tied to one specific industry. You want, or at least, you know, I want, I also want high paid employment types, right? That's pretty easy in the Seattle space because, you know, we've got a whole ton of technology, aerospace, consulting, uh, et cetera. So it's pretty easy to get those high income earners. Greensboro, Burlington, uh, Raleigh, obviously going to be a little bit different. And so you're trying to figure out where those employees or where those tenants are commuting to, um, what city. And so you look for, you know, apartments that are nearby or on uh, those major thoroughfares where you can tell geographically speaking that they're commuters, right? You don't want some, you don't want to be, bu- I don't want to be buying an apartment that's so far from a commuting thoroughfare that it's obvious that those tenants are going to be uh, going to in market service supporters. Right. Right. No, that's, that's cool. I, I always like to ask people kind of their process. Uh, a lot of people that listen to this show, Carl, they're doing infinite banking. They're looking for what do I do with the money in my own bank? How do I invest it? A lot of people don't have time. They want to do it passively, but they want to do it with some some uh, philosophy that they have alignment with. And uh, I would encourage people to check out your website. Give everybody your website again. So it is auroraisinvestmentgroup.com. Auroras are the uh, Northern Lights. So uh, my uh, daughter's middle name is also Aurora. So it's 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 a beautiful, it's investing in something beautiful, right? Something beautiful, something rare. All right. So Carl, God came down from heaven and only allowed you to retain the knowledge that you've received from one book that you've read. What would that book be? I would confidently say it's What It Takes by uh, Steve Schwarzman. Wow. Okay. I have not heard of that book. I love when there's a book that I haven't heard of. What It Takes. Tell me just a little bit about it. So Steve Schwarzman, the CEO over at Blackstone, uh, goes through his almost an autobiography style approach to uh, his rise in uh, the investment asset management space. Um, Things as commodities to uh, ending in real estate and uh, now being one of the the, the, the leading um, asset managers in the world. That's awesome. I definitely will check out that book because I'm always uh, talking to people about what it takes and somebody to have that kind of success. And um, I love to hear the, the kind of the personal story behind uh, somebody's success. And normally there's some adversity in there before the success. So I'm just uh, I'm just guessing, but we'll we'll see what that might be. Carl, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we'll put all your information in the show notes. If anybody has any information, I'll have uh, Carl's contact information in there as well. And uh, we're gonna wrap this up with uh, like we always do with the incredible words of Earl Nightingale. Take it away, Earl. Here's the key to success, and 
the key to failure. We become what we think about. Now let me say that again. We become what we think about. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you are looking to discover new wealth building strategies, then go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com to join our free online community and get access to free courses and in-depth training videos designed to help you build wealth and break away from the herd. Click the link in the show notes to access the community today. Thanks again for listening.